Well, good morning. Good morning. This is Coffee with Carol. And I'm Coach Carol. I help leaders make a faith-based paradigm shift. Today, I am reading chapter three of my book, All in Paragon, Living a Life by God's Design. And the, and the title of today's chapter is The Struggle is Real. This is probably one of the most impactful chapters of my book. And I pray with everything that I am that it will encourage you and it will give you some hope and it will give you some practical ideas on what you can do today to change the course and the direction of your life. Here we go. First Peter 5, 8 reminds us that the devil is a lion on the prowl constantly searching for someone to devour. He will take a thought and run with it if we're not paying attention. Why do you think that 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells us, take every thought captive? The struggle against good and bad, right and wrong, and light and dark is real. It's not a myth or a scene from the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Free will is a powerful thing. We give into impulses and self-satisfaction because it feels good in the moment. While we may know God and strive to be obedient, it does not mean that we will always choose him. The devil is at work. Unless we're intentional in asking God for wisdom in our decision-making, we will struggle with our human desires. Ephesians 6.12 states, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The devil seeks to destroy all that is good. He never rests in his efforts to turn us back to our sinful nature. He appeals to our flesh and our egos. He starts with subtle whispers and gets us to focus inward on ourselves. He tells us things like, one drink isn't going to hurt you. One look at that website isn't going to affect you. You'll feel better if you do it. Your spouse won't know. Texting isn't a sin. Do you see how that one always gets the attention? And once the devil has you paying attention to how you feel and what you want, he will cause you to compare yourself to others and keep you centered on your own thoughts. And the more you stay within your own mind, the more he can turn you against yourself. The one drink turns into alcoholism. The one look becomes an addiction to pornography. The texting leads to an adulterous affair. Giving in to your desires so that you can feel better can turn into having addictions and going through divorce and experiencing job loss and financial ruin. You get the idea. Comparisons with others can lead to depression, despair, and for some, death. I wish that I could say that my life did not include any of the above. But the truth is, I've walked through all of it. Honestly, I didn't realize that the root cause 
was spiritual. And because I didn't realize this, I did not battle against it correctly for most of my life. We blame the individual for the addiction. We condemn the adulterer or adulteress for having the affair. We criticize the employer, our spouse, or the situation for not making us happy. We look for the reason that's behind a person's de depression or who or what is responsible for it. And that is exactly what the devil hopes you will do. If you blame the individual for the addiction, the addiction will increase in intensity, often leading to physical and verbal abuse. If you condemn the person committing adultery, it can, re it can result in divorce and broken relationships. You make the employer, the spouse, or situation responsible for your unhappiness, and a search for happiness begins without success. Depression is the result of a life filled with those challenges. And I just want to add here that for most of my life, I left relationships, I left jobs, I left situations because I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel like I was getting what I deserved. I didn't like the situation. And so I left things based upon how I felt. And guys, whenever you make a decision based upon emotions, trust me, you are making the wrong decision. I remember that I was working for a, um, a company and was getting very frustrated because I wasn't getting placed into a position of management. And I felt like I really deserved it. I'd been there, I'd put in my time and, and other people were getting positions like that, that were less qualified than me. So I got frustrated and I started to look for other options. And the same day that I accepted an, a, a different option, the job that I was currently in offered me a tremendous raise. I mean, I, I literally handed in my resignation letter and was told that too bad, so sad, we were going to raise you up man, that would have been such a better deal. So don't make decisions based upon emotions because that just creates more challenge. So let's continue with the story. When I was at the lowest point in my life, I prayed for some answers. And without going into too many details, in 2017, my current marriage was under attack and I felt that I was being destroyed. God revealed the answer in the following dream. I found myself in a field. Green grass was all around me and the mist of the morning drifted over a small hill. I was dressed in Viking armor and holding a sword and a shield. Through the mist, I could see my husband laying unconscious on the ground and a huge war warrior was standing over him. His sword was ready to administer the final blow. At that moment, at that moment, I realized my battle was against the warrior and not against my husband. My husband was unable to fight. My husband was unable to understand. The devil had completely overpowered him. Taking out the devil was now my primary objective. I remember and this is just an add-on. I remember when I was praying, it was like literally God was saying to me, okay, girl, 
who are you going to fight now? And, and that was so life transforming to realize that I had been fighting the wrong enemy. So I stopped confronting my husband. I stopped blaming him for his bad decisions. I stopped criticizing and condemning him. And I immediately turned my attention on the one who was making all the mess. I turned my attention to the devil and began to pray against him. My sword was drawn and I was prepared and ready to use it. I journaled my prayers and I repeated them daily. And while I prayed, I encouraged my husband to fight with me, to fight the evil in our lives. I didn't judge him. I just loved him. I told him every day that we would be okay. And it was hard. I was hurting. I didn't trust him. I was full of anger and frustration. However, the more I turned my wrath, all of that negative energy that I was carrying inside of me on the true devil, the easier things became. And God showed me my true strength. So here are some examples of the prayers that I prayed. And while I prayed, I envisioned myself really attacking the devil with all my might. Lord, my prayer is that he will discover his talents and multiply his gifts. I pray that he will pursue daily rituals and habits that will help him develop his divine nature, purpose, and identity. Father, send your angels to stand by him and give him a clear, sober mind, which will allow him to make great choices. I pray that he will have the ability to shift his thinking to the lit path that you have provided for him. I pray that he will develop his leadership skills so that he can encourage and build up others. I pray that all hurt will be dissolved like sugar in boiling water and that temptations will have no hold. Lord, help my husband think with pure thoughts. The devil has no, no authority here and no hold over him. Show my husband that there is honor in honesty, integrity, and humility. Direct him to your word and speak into his life. Keep him safe from all harm and danger. Put a hedge of protection around him. After several months, I'm not even sure how many, and many sleepless nights, the chains were broken and our marriage was restored. This was not easy. This was probably the most difficult thing that I've ever done. Easy would have been to listen to the world and get a divorce. Easy would have been to give up on him, on me, and on us. Easy would have strengthened the hold that the devil had over our lives. God knew that we would struggle, and he told us that life would be a challenge. In Ecclesiastes 7.20, it says, no one in this world always does right. Paul even cried out that what he wanted to do, he didn't do. And yet what he hated, he did. Romans 7, 15. We're constantly in a battle of right and wrong. As a child, I remember playing King of the Hill. Did you ever play that? I played it with my brother and friends. And it didn't matter if the hill was a small mound of gravel or a more adventurous climb. Whoever got to the top first was the winner. There was pulling and pushing and 
hurtful, damaging words shouted to distract and weaken the opposition. God showed me that this is what we deal with daily. We're always playing king of the hill with the devil. The difference is that we already have the victory if we choose our strategy correctly. The only way to know what is of God is to be 100% connected to him through intentional prayer and purposeful reading of his word. Say no to the things that you should not do, and it will become easier the more you recognize and turn from it. God will help you if you ask him to. The devil knows how to disguise himself to catch our attention. In his craftiness, he puts memes and pictures and quotes that speak to our situation. His objective is clear, to take us out. His power is in the deception and getting us to fall for it. When you look more carefully at his messages, you may be able to see how they are moving you away from your relationship with God. They might make you think that you can do it all on your own or that it'll be easier if you did it that way. We must understand that the devil will always try to hurt and destroy us in any way that he possibly can. And that our battles, while they may look physical, are really spiritual. So once I developed the warrior inside me, began battling the true enemy and getting obsessed with God, things started to shift. The restoration of my marriage is a walking, breathing testimony of God's power. If he did it for us, he'll do it for you. God does the how, and you simply have to do the do. I pray blessings over your day, and I look forward to coming back again with chapter four next week. Take care.